0: Good morning, church. Can we stand up on our feet this morning? So glad you're here with us, whether you're with us in person or joining us online. We're so glad you chose to come and worship the Lord with us today. And we want to remind you that these altars are open, they're always open for you to come and worship the Lord with us. Before we jump into this morning, Psalm 100 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship him with gladness. And today, that's what we're here to do. We're here to worship him with gladness. And this morning, I wanna do something before we ever jump into the song. Um, First of all, it's gonna help you wake up, but it's also gonna help turn your heart to the Lord. This morning, we're gonna shout for joy. First thing, we're gonna shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. We're going to worship him with gladness. So just begin to lift up your voice with a loud praise, shout for joy. Hallelujah, God we praise you, Lord we worship you, come on lift up a joyful
1: noise. every day To praise, oh, to you we lift our praise. i hey. his presence
0: Mm. he's here right now some of you may have never felt the weight of his presence before and it's wrapping you up, it's wrapping you up just like someone giving you a big hug and it's filling you with, with comfort because the Holy Spirit is the comforter, he's comforting you right now, those who are broken, those who are hurting, he's comforting right now the comforter is here, just let him wrap you up We're just going to rest right here in his presence just for a moment. Just let him comfort you. Let the comforter comfort you with his presence. Thank you.
1: And blow on through come and do what only you can do. Come and blow on through spirit move we're ready for you to come and blow. about to move. I feel it in the wind. He's about to ride in. Just stay right here. I feel it in my bones. He's about to move. We're just going to sing this. I feel it in the wind. He's about to ride in. Come on, we're just going to keep saying it. In and I, praise. I feel it in the wind. You're about to ride in. I feel it in my bones. You're about to move. I feel it in the wind. You're about to ride in. Come on, keep saying it until he moves right now. I feel it in my bones. You're about to move. I feel it in my bones, you're about to move I feel it in the wind, you're about to ride in Yeah, 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 yeah I feel it in my bones, you're about to move Come on, stir it up us your spirit, now we are close, closer than we think, creation is groaning, longing for the unseen, here in this moment, eternity's close, closer than we think, what are they singing?
2: come on church pray come on church pray I feel it we lift praise in this house come on we lift praise with volume we see things happen there's results we praise you we praise you we praise you Lord we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. We're not playing games this morning. Don't let your voice play games. Come on. We're lifting praise to his name. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. We praise. We praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Trust me, your problems don't want you to praise this morning. Trust me, your concerns don't want you to pray this morning. Your, your, your sickness doesn't want you to praise this morning. But my praise dictates my situation. That's what happens. When I praise, things start to shift. Things start to move. So I praise first, results follow. I praise first. It's my first step. I praise, then results follow. I don't wake up in the morning and, oh, I don't feel like praising. So I don't think I'm going to. No, 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 no. It's opposite. If I don't feel like praising, I'm going to praise harder. That's that's, that's the morning I'm going to praise more. Devil, You better be sorry you didn't take me last night because I'm awake now and I'm about to create. If you don't feel, if you don't feel the attack of the enemy on your life at different points in your week, he ain't scared of you. If you wake up every day and like, oh, this is going to be a great day. Just love life. Enemy ain't afraid of you. He ain't even coming by to visit. you like, I don't have to worry about them. They're comfortable. They're those Sunday people. Ah, they'll be in church on Sunday, but I don't got to worry. I'll get them back on Monday. Not a, big, not a big risk in my world. Nah, nah, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. You don't need to. I already got them. I am sick and tired of the enemy. I am sick and tired of it. And here's the thing. When you start going for the kingdom of heaven, he can't help but come in to try to create resistance. He cannot help but come in because he's like, no, 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 I, I, I don't like, I, don't, I, don't, I, can't, I, I, I can't do that. You can't go there. That goes against my plan. And so that's why I say if you feel no resistance, check your life. Am I really a threat to the devil? Am I really a threat to the enemy? Am I really a threat to hell? By the fact that I woke up this morning, is the devil actually afraid? Because he should be. He should be. He should be concerned that my feet hit the ground. He should be concerned that my car actually started because I'm going somewhere. And lives will be changed and transformed when I show up. Why? Because it's not me showing up. It's him through me. It's not me. I, I'm not. I'm not the answer. You're not the answer. Look at your neighbor. Say you ain't the answer. You ain't the answer. It ain't you. You might look in the mirror and say, "Thank the Lord, it ain't me. It ain't you. It's Him through you. And Him through you is the best image in the world. It's what we need. And God is moving in an incredible way. Oh man, uh, we have had uh, such a powerful week in prayer and. And, and fasting and, and just like driving into his presence this week as a staff. We're believing for bigger and greater things than ever before. And I want you to look up front, they're all sitting right now, but I want you to look up front and see our kids. Uh, I mean, this, this is everything. What's coming in the days ahead rests on them. So we create now passageways for them to become strong, unafraid, passionate, fearless, so that one day they can lead the charge. Man, we're gonna, we're gonna baptize today. It's gonna be some fun. You ready? You ready? All right, everybody, grab a seat, grab a seat. We got some, we got, we got some baptisms happening this morning. water looks ripe this morning we're going to see some people make a declaration they're going to make a public declaration a public declaration saying no longer will I be held down by my past today I'm going down getting rid of the old and coming up as new freedom in Jesus name Amen. This is a step. You get saved. This is a step. Get water baptized. It's a step. We talk about it all the time uh, around here. We're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. We're taking steps, always growing. Never, never, never getting comfortable with where we're at, but always growing. Never being content with where we've arrived to. I never want to be the kind of person that shows up at my job and just gets things done what needs to be done and then leaves we need to go above and beyond and when you do so it's noticed the father notices those that are hungry and that's why i say is this a is this a sunday gig or is this a daily gig is this a daily investment that's why we talk about daily encounters daily encounters matter When you're in his presence on a daily basis it is a must to be in his presence on a daily basis you have to be in his presence on a daily basis to be healthy you have to it is a must as you're walking in the especially 2022 you have to why because we get our wisdom from above i don't get my wisdom from any other book than the bible and from above and where do we gain our discernment only from him And so we drive into his presence on a daily basis to drive out that discernment and say, Lord, by your leading and your guiding, we're going to go places we've never been, see things we've never seen, and hear things we've never heard. It's all by you and your power. Amen. Amen. Who do we got? We got Sarah? We got Sarah in the house? All right, Sarah, come on, let's do this. Come on, give it up for Sarah. That's it. Yeah, you don't want your shoes on. Probably not your socks either. Definitely take those things off. Jeremy, do you have socks on? No, okay, good. Ooh, shoot. <laughs> it looks like it. Oh, boy. <laughs> come on, Sarah. We're going to do this. Come on, come on, Sarah. Right here. There you go. Awesome. There you go. Sarah, we got, we got, uh, we got Sarah's testimony here. And Sarah, Sarah said, God made the world and me I love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Jesus lives in my heart. Sarah, do you love Jesus today? Yeah. Yes, she does. She loves Jesus today. And uh, th- this, is, this is the next step. We're proud
3: of you today. All right, Sarah. <laughs> well, Sarah, based on your confession of faith, then I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name.
2: There it is. There it is. Nice. Awesome. We have Grace in the house. Is Grace in the house? Grace is over here. Come on, Grace. What's up? What's up? You want to take your shoes and socks off too? Everybody's wanting to get in their shoes and socks today. I don't know what it is be sloshy on the way home. There you go. Got you. Look at that Grace, go ahead and jump on in there. Grace gets it. She says, I love Jesus. He saved me from my sin. the end. That's it. That's all you need. From the mouths of pace. They get it.
3: All right, Grace. Based on your confession of faith, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in Jesus' name.
0: Yeah! Good
2: job, Grace. There you go. There it is. Good job. Eli, where's Eli? Eli is coming in. Give it up for Eli. Big Daddy. Do you want to do your shoes and socks or no? Okay, good. Oh shoot. There it is. We got Eli's testimony. Eli, you want to read your testimony? Come on, man. You got this.
3: Jesus answers my prayers and save me from my sins. So I want to honor him by getting baptized because his word, the Bible the Bible, tells me to get baptized.
2: There it is.
3: All right, Eli, based on your confession of faith, I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in Jesus' name.
0: Yay!
2: That's it. All right, Joe, where are you at? Oh he forgot to put a shirt on. Joe, this is a we have, you have to wear a shirt in a baptismal thing. Come on, man. All right, Joe's getting dressed. <laughs> the Power Places exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage with your world. There is a plan and process to his word. And we want to align with that and walk it out. It would be something to come together, sing, dance, the whole night, and then go home and live another way. But God has a higher plan for us. And he says, hey, you, son, daughter, find my presence daily. And from that, low-lying fruit will grow so that others can grab and taste. Amen. Joe, you came. I'm so proud of you. Come on, Joe. Grab your testimony. Let's go. Yes. I love it. Yo, yeah, I got that. And we're going to hug too. Come here. You're not getting out of here. Come on, this is Joe. Give it up for Joe.
3: My name is Joe Skloa. I never thought that I would be here today. I don't mean just here today getting baptized, but I also mean here physically. I have battled drug addiction through most of my life. I am 45 years old, and I started abusing drugs as a young teenager. I lost my mom abruptly from cancer at age 17, and I never was really close with my dad. Instead of turning to God, I turned deeper to drugs to numb the pain and loss. I didn't know who God was back then. To be frank, I didn't even know who God was until just recently. Still to this day, I am learning and discovering more and more and understanding that he is the only reason why I am still alive. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I did in fact die three times in my life from drug overdoses I didn't fear death I just did what was a good earthly feeling and whatever happened happened I spent many nights asleep wondering where I was Satan had full control of my life four years ago I met Luke Reynolds I needed a job and he was hiring the day before I went to work for Luke I overdosed. The next day, I was at work. Luke had no idea. I was a hard worker, on time, hid behind my smile. Sounds like the perfect employee, right? I was able to hide my secret from a lot of people, especially new relationships that formed inside my life. Eventually, it would come out to close family, friends, ones I loved, and they either turned their back on me or I refused their love and acceptance. I didn't know how to live life on earth here without numbing myself. Luke found out eventually about my struggles. There was something different through him, about him. I know now he loved me like Jesus loves me today. He continued to pour love and support into me through things he would do and say. Last year through Luke came to me in November and told me I had to get clean. He couldn't have me come back for the 2022 season. If I didn't seek rehab, it was either get clean or lose everything. My job, my place to live. Sure, I could go walk somewhere else to work, but how long would it be before they saw the addiction I had and get rid of me? Dope is not a drug you can hide. However, the previous week I was cleared. When I showed up to the front gate, I got told after looking more into my chart, they saw I have diabetes and there's a whole other medical process and paperwork before I was able to become a patient. I was told this could take weeks. I felt defeated and helpless. Started having doubts and thoughts creeping in like what is even the point? Luke was with me in this moment and told me to remain calm. By God's grace, he called his friend neighbor who just so happens to be a hire up at Bowling Green right here in Kennet Square. And she told him, give me 10 minutes. She called back in five and said I was clear to show up and get into a room. I stayed there from January. Thank you until january february of 2022 i came out with a changed perspective i felt so great physically luke had offered me many times in the past to come to church but i never felt ready i knew when i got out i just didn't want to attend NA meetings after rehab i wanted something more sustaining i wanted this to be different i did the whole meetings thing in the past so i said yes to church I attended the power place following Sunday. The church is different. I've been to church throughout my life on occasions, but never experienced anything like this before. God shows up here. Within the first month I grasped a hold of who God is and gave my life to Jesus. I have attended this church ever since. The people here are just different. They love and accept you. These are things I was not used to my entire life. I still have a long way to go. Learning daily. Today I have 10 months clean. and (laughs) Thank you. And I have no plans to ever touch a drug again. Like Satan, any foothold on my life. His kids, they have accepted me. And I'm sorry, I missed the line. Luke's kids have accepted me and they call me uncle. (laughs) He is not just my boss, but he is... One of my very best friends, his family, his wife, Luke and I are two totally opposite people, but one thing now we have in common is the love for Jesus. I am getting baptized today as a symbol of leaving my old life behind in the water and coming up in a brand new life in a public decoration.
4: All right, Joe, you ready? All right, Joe, because of your confession of faith, I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name.
2: Come on, that's what it's all about. Jesus name, life change, life change, life change. Man, what had me bound down for years, I'm now free and walking. <laughs> Woo. Amen. Amen. God's so good, isn't he? He's so good, isn't he? He's so good, isn't he? He's so good, I think you might as well stand up and praise him again for a few more moments. He's so good. I think you should praise him a few more moments. I think you should go ahead and praise him a few more moments. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. You're worthy. 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 <laughs> we, praise you. we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for life change. We thank you for fresh fire. We thank you that we're not eating yesterday's manna, but fresh, fresh manna from heaven. We thank you for a fresh anointing. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you and we love you. And everybody said? Come on, everybody said? Amen. 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 Hey, give a high five, hug a neck, whatever, and grab a seat. And watch this.
5: Good morning, everyone. My name is Ryan. I'm the technical director here at The Power Place. If you don't know anything about The Power Place, The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage with your world. If this is your first time with us, welcome. We're so glad to have you join us this morning. To get connected with what God is doing here at The Power Place, fill out that new here card in the seat back in front of you and drop it off at the connection bar on your way out of service this morning. Coming up October 18th at 6.30 p.m., our PowerPlace women's group will be meeting for a time of fellowship and encounter with the Lord together. So make sure to come on out for that. It's been amazing to see all that God is doing at the Power Place Academy. Every Wednesday, we have a corporate encounter with all the students, school staff, and church staff. And it's incredible seeing the hunger instilled for the Lord's presence in these kids. So thank you for your continued prayers and your faithfulness in giving. The Lord's hand has been on this from the beginning, and we are so excited to be seeing kids encounter His presence daily. Do you like sports, and do you like pickles? Well then, we have a pickleball tournament coming up on November 12th. So if you know what pickleball is, because I have no idea, sign up on the Church Center app and get all the information there. It's going to be fun if you like sports and pickles and stuff. To stay up to date with all that God is doing here at The Power Place, make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets. You can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch past services and content coming out of the house. Lastly, we have an opportunity to give this morning. We have several ways that you can do just that. You can give at the boxes on the sanctuary door exits. You can give by mail on the church website, the church center app, or you can even text to give by texting any amount to 84321. One of our core values here at The Power Place is excellence. We like to say excellence is a reflection of heaven. He gave us his best, so we give him ours. We have an opportunity this morning to give the Lord our best as we press in to what he's speaking through Pastor Billy as he comes and teaches us from the word on the armor of God.
4: Well, good morning, church. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, There are no pickles involved in that game. For those who may be confused, you don't hit a pickle back and forth. Uh, So real quick on that, as well as the Church Center app, you can also go to the Connection Bar and sign up there as well. Uh, Just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Uh, Can we give it up for our worship team and Pastor Landon one more time? I don't know about y'all, but I was sitting here just getting completely wrecked by the Father this morning and by the Spirit that was so evident and apparent. He is a God who inhabits this place. He doesn't just visit. So I'm so thankful for that. And, and I don't know about y'all, but I, I just can't help but move when, that, when the worship starts. If you're one of those that are just kind of standing back, not really doing much, I feel bad for you. I really do. And I hope you find freedom. And I hope God pierces that heart of stone. And I can say that because I was there once with that heart of stone And I was there at one point sitting, not really worshiping. And I say once because it was once, and then I got the stare of death from Debbie Grandizio. (laughs) And it's the kind of stare that it's like a turnaround, and it's a stare. And then if you don't look, like, just, you got to be like, you know what, I'll just get it over with. I'll look at her, and she'll finally look. But once you don't look, then it starts to turn into the, the lip starts. And then she starts to, I can see her, she's talking in her breath now, here we go, oh boy. Oh, she's speaking Italian, run. That was always a thing, that was always a thing in our house, as soon as mom started speaking Italian, get out of the house, cross state lines, and you're safe. Everything's good after that, my word. Uh, But anyway, before we start, I want to shout out to uh, Pete and Lauren Cavasini. they had their little baby girl. Shiloh Rain. Let's give it up for them. If you guys are watching, camera, camera, which one is it? I never know. We love you guys. Uh, Praying for you guys. I saw little Judah and Izzy, and I don't know if Kai made it, but little Petey's over here. So we're praying for you guys. Uh, Quick recovery. Can't wait to love on that little baby girl. Um, Is Melinda Galone here? Raise your hand if you're here. There she is. She actually started up a meal train for them. So if you guys are interested in giving a meal or doing something for them, see Melinda afterwards. If you didn't know, the month of October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And we want to welcome back our senior pastor and his wife, Pastor Greg and Chrissy. Welcome back. They were on a much-deserved vacation, time away with each other. Uh, You were missed. We love you guys. We miss you guys. Um, But with that said, as a church, let's love on them, and let's bless them, and let's honor them this month. Uh, And not just them, but our executive pastor, Isaiah Hollis, and his wife, Brittany, as well. You don't understand the things. Yeah, give it up for them as well. You don't understand or see half of the things that go behind the scenes and what these four do for this house and how well they steward this house. So let's pour out to them and love on them this month. Amen. I know they, they both love uh, Sullivan Steakhouse. Hint, hint, little hint there. Um, rumor has it, they also love uh, Cheez-Its and Peanut m ms and Turkey Hill chocolate peanut butter ice cream. But if you get them those gifts, just mark it as my name, and I'll make sure it gets to them. Hey, I do want to give a quick shout-out. I had a birthday last week, and it's Pat Rodriguez here. She is a doll. Where is Pat? Pat, where you at? Right here. She brought me, at least I know one person out of 400 was listening to my sermon a couple months ago. Because she brought me Cheez-Its, peanut M&Ms. It was a blessing. So one out of 400, it's a good That's that's not not good. (laughs) If you have your Bible this morning or your phone, I want to ask you to turn to Ephesians 6. We're going to start in verse 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. If you have your Bible, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, the authorities. It's against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness put in place with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith for which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, God, we thank you for for meeting us here today. God, we thank you for your spirit that is so tangible, Lord, if we just reach out and ask, Father. God, we pray for your word, Lord, that it would pierce that sword would pierce the heart of stone this morning. God, I pray that as people walked in this morning, they would not walk out the same. God, I thank you for new dreams, for new visions that you've given us, Father. God, I thank you that you're not a stagnant Lord, but you are a constant and ever-changing and ever-moving forward, God. Lord, we thank you for that full armor that you give us access to, to, to battle the schemes and the lies of the enemy. And I pray that those lies and schemes, Lord, as we put that full armor down, would be cut down. We love you, Lord. Be with us today. God, use your vessel this morning. God, I pray that the words that you've given me, they they flow like honey from my lips, Father. It's you, not me, Father. It's just you and me here now. We love you, Lord. Thank you. We love you. Amen. So just a quick recap. So far in our series, we have done the belt of truth. And when you fit yourself with that belt and you find your truth in him, you're able to combat the lies of the enemy before they have a chance to do damage. Amen. Amen. And we as believers, we know that Satan is a master of lies and he's the father of lies and he will do everything in his power to make you believe that those lies are truths. We also have done the breastplate of righteousness so far, uh, knowing what is right and wrong, knowing your morals, having good morals, and you know, that word righteous, you have the word right. The breastplate, I love the breastplate of righteousness because it's the last line of defense you have before your heart. And as we see in Proverbs four twenty three, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Another version says it is the wellspring of life. And about a if you know a wellspring, it's the it's that source of water uh, where everything in that specific area flows from. So guard your heart. It doesn't just say forever it doesn't just say above all else, guard your heart for a reason. It, 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 you have to guard your heart. The enemy is after your mind. The enemy is after your heart. And if he can change that heart and turn it to stone, he's won. It doesn't say above all else. Did you notice? It says above all else. It doesn't just say above most things or above some things. It says above all else. Guard your heart. After that, we did. Uh, Pastor Luke brought a fantastic word uh, last week. It talks about your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And once you have those, that piece of armor on, you now have a calmness about you. Uh, another word for peace would be calmness. And, and you don't go into battle just flippantly or fumbling over yourself. You have the peace of God that passes all understanding on you. And Satan is also the prince of darkness. He loves to battle in darkness. So if he can get you in darkness, it's going to be easier for him to trip you up. Are you with me? Yeah. So when you have those shoes on, imagine walking through a, a house or, or somewhere that is dark and you don't have shoes on. Well, what's going to happen? You're going to, oh, my toe. Oh, my foot. Or you're going to trip over yourself because you don't have that piece of armor on. So when you put that armor on, you're not going to be able to become tripped up by the enemy. Super important. Are you with me? So the next piece of armor that you need to put on and carry with you, it's a big one, and it's the one I'm going to speak on today, and it has everything to do with your faith, and it is the shield of faith. If you're taking notes, there's three things that the Lord has pressed on my heart for this message that I want to impart on y'all. So, the first thing is simple for some, and for others, it's hard. It's pick up your shield every morning and equip it. You have to pick up that shield. You just can't go off of your faith. You have to pick it up every morning, every day, and equip it. In our Power Place Academy, we have corporate encounters where we as a staff and as pastors go, and we do devotions with the students and with the teachers. And as a staff, as pastors, we take turns. Uh, Every Wednesday, we do this. We take turns, and we lead them. And it's always fun. It's always a fun time. And it's, it's, it was my time this, this past Wednesday and I'm racking my brain on what am I going to say to these kids because, you know, I'm not a kids pastor. Sometimes you got to dumb things down, like get on their level. I have to I kneel like this and be like, hey, Johnny, I don't know what to do. What do I speak on? And my wife comes to me and says, hey, what are you going to do for a corporate encounter? And I said, well, I, I'm still praying. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I, I want something that the kids are really going to, be able to take. I don't want to, you know, be above them. I want to get on their level. And my wife goes, well, what are you speaking on Sunday? I said, well, the armor of God. And she goes, there you go. Give them a kid's version of the armor of God. And I said, duh, she's pretty smart. She's also pretty pretty. I got nothing. So I'm teaching these kids that it's not physical armor you're putting on. You know, because how do you teach kids about the armor of God, but not have them realize that they're not actually putting on anything? So I'm actually up there. I'm saying, okay, guys, you have to get your belt when you wake up in the morning and put it on like this. And then after you're done, you grab that heavy breastplate, and you put it on, you strap it on. The kids are looking at me like, whoa, really? And then I put your shoes on, and then your helmet. You take the sword And it's funny, after I was done, I was in my prayer time and the Lord pressed on my heart to say, share that with the congregation this morning. Because there's some of us in here that need to revert back to that childlike faith. They're imagining putting on that armor. And there's some of us in here that forget to put on that armor. But what if we reverted back to that childlike faith and actually, pantomimed putting it on every morning. It's something Bentley and I and Blake do. She can't do it yet, but we do it for her. Here's your helmet, Blake. It's something we do every morning before we get out of bed. I'm talking before teeth brush, I'm talking before urination. Like, there's some times where we go really, really fast because I'm like, babe, I gotta get this helmet on, my sword, my shield, come on, I gotta go. But we do it every morning because. It's a constant battle. You think just because I'm a pastor now, there's no battles? No. So we have to, every morning we read that verse and we together, if people, if there was, if you were a fly on the wall, you'd be like, these people are nuts. We're in bed. Here's our helmet. Here's our shoes. We do it every morning, but it's a game changer. It really is. And there's some of us in here this morning that have to revert back to that and start doing that. Amen? So I challenge you, if that's something that you're struggling with in your daily encounters in the morning, do it. Start it today. Start it tomorrow. Wake up in the morning. Put on those shoes. Act like you're putting that heavy breastplate on. Grab your shield, grab your sword, and then grab your coffee. Coffee last. And daily encounters, I go back to that because here at the Power Place, we believe in health. In fact, it's one of our core values. And what do we say with health? We're gonna try that one more time. I think I caught you off guard. I think you guys are already sleeping. Listen, I know we're going long. I'm gonna only speak for two hours. We're good, guys. The Eagles don't play till eight. We're fine. I know that's most important. Blah blah blah. What do we say about health? So guess what? If your daily encounters look like reading that scripture and putting on the armor, do it. There's some of us that need to. You might think you're crazy. Your spouse might think you're crazy. But you got to do it. Romans 12:2. This is why we have to do it. It says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's a daily renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Because if we try and tackle the things of this world without first putting that armor on, guys, we leave ourselves susceptible to attack after attack after attack until we're so beaten down that there's nothing left. And that's what he wants. That's exactly what he wants. Just remember, it's an all-or-nothing type of armor. You can't have the breastplate first without having the belt. You can't have the helmet first without putting on the shoes. Because if there's one chink in the armor, it's all for nothing. Why do you think Paul talks about the belt of truth first? Because that belt of truth holds up all of your other pieces of armor. So equip yourself first. I love the, the Lord of the Rings movie and the Hobbit, and the dragon in that movie, he has these scales, right? And they are like metallic, like armor type of scales, and he's not able to be defeated. You know, these little hobbits are running around. They, they don't know what to do, and there's there's bigger people too, but they are getting terrorized and he is destroying their villages day after day after day but their arrows can't pierce him until one day they look up as he's flying over them and they see one little scale missing right near his heart and so takes his bow with everything he's got he aims for that one scale Let's his bow go, and what you know, it hits him, and that dragon goes down. But guess what? That's what the enemy is looking for in you. He's looking for that one little piece of armor that he can get in, and he's gonna take that one little piece of armor, and he's gonna make it that big, and he's gonna widen it. So number one, we need to pick up our shield and equip it every day and every morning. Number two, if you're taking notes, put your full trust in God and allow the Lord to be your shield. You see, faith is a really tricky one for some of us. We see in Hebrews 1, verse 11, verse 1, it says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for but certain of what we do not see. That's the part that gets us. I can't see it, so I can't believe it. Mm -mm. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we already understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. Noah has to go off of faith to build an ark when there's no rain in sight. Well, why are you building an ark? He's getting made fun of. There's no rain. He didn't see the rain, but he understood what the Lord had told him. And by faith, he builds the ark. Joshua is told, Jericho's yours. That's your city. You defeated it. And Joshua's looking up at the walls like, did I defeat that? I'm just, I'm on the outside. I don't think I defeated it yet. But by faith, he understood, you see where I'm going? That the Lord had already told him, it's your city. So he marches around and marches around, and those walls come down. But some of us just can't grasp that fact that we can't see. And because of that, we allow the enemy to creep in and throw and get us with arrows and darts and confuse us and manipulate us to the point where we lose all faith. And that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. We start to rely solely on us. We start to rely on this instead of him. And that's also dangerous because we see in Proverbs 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. It's all about his understanding. Last October for Binti's 30th birthday, I've said that a couple of times. For those who don't know my wife, her name is Brittany, but when, she, when I first started dating her, I don't know, 10 years ago, London was, I don't know, one or two, and she couldn't say the word Brittany. So she became Aunt Binti. So now, I'm sure everyone in the China, Taylor calls her that. A bunch of people now call her Binti, and so she's just Benty. So if you hear me say Binti, I don't have a speech impediment. I, that's just her name. So for Binti's 30th, we go to Utah to hike. We had done a bunch of research, and we love hiking. It's just we love being outdoors, and there's this thing in Utah called Utah's Mighty Five, and it's five national parks all on the southern tip of Utah. And so we did that. It was an awesome time. But our first stop was this place called Zion National Park. If you haven't been, you have to go because, first of all, it's gorgeous. So in Zion, there's one specific hike called Angel's Landing. And if you've done I know Abe's done it. If you've done it, you already know where I'm going with this. It's called Angel's Landing. I say it's called that because nobody but an angel should be on top of that mountain, just floating down. But dummies wanted to hike it. So it, it's about a five and a half mile up and back, and you gain about fifteen to 1,600 feet of elevation in about a mile. So it is constant switchbacks. If you're a hiker, you know switchbacks are the devil's playground. He, he created them. It is just constant up and back and up. And, and that, this is the way that when people design hikes, they put these in there for you to gain the most elevation. And the whole time, I'm just like, I hate you. Why did you do this? I hate my life. Babe. Boy, we went to uh, we should have went to Outback Steakhouse. So we're getting up there. We get to the section of the, the vertical climb where the angels should be landed on and no one should ever hike up there. And so if you can see here, from this, mo- from this part, you can almost see right there a chain. Do you see that right there where that tree is? So from the bottom of that all the way to the top of that, they have implemented this chain system where they have actually drilled into the mountain, put these big metal poles, and attached chains that go all the way up. And it's a straight vertical up. So we get to this section, and mind you, my wife is three months pregnant. She's a beast. She really is. She's a a monster. In a good way. Take a drink for that one. And we look at each other and we say, "All right. Let's go." The people that designed this hike, they they must love pain because you're exhausted by the time you get to that point because you're doing switchback after switchback after switchback and you get to then you're like, "Okay, I got nothing in me, but we got to get to the top." So we start on the top, and before we started, I looked at my wife and I said, "Whatever you do, don't look down." Because at certain points, you're at a section probably about this width right here. And there's chain here and it's 1,500 feet down and it's 1,500 feet down. And the only thing holding you is this section and a chain. So I say to her, babe, keep your eye up. Keep your focus up. Don't look down. I'll give you one hint, the dummy who looked down. (laughs) I'm telling her, don't look down. And we're about halfway up and I go, and I stopped. I, I, I froze. I was terrified. The only thing this hike does not provide is diapers, and they should start doing that. I peed a little bit, but it was cold that day, so it kept me warm. So, <laughs> good visual. So I look down, and there's people, there's a line of people behind us, so there's no turning back at this point. It's either you make it to the top or you ask the Lord to uh, draw a parachute on your back and jump. So I And Bensi goes, babe, you good? And I'm, no. I At this point, my knees have buckled. I, I'm not, I kid you not, my knees have buckled at this point, and they're actually starting to do this. And my palms get real sweaty, and I go to grab the chain, and I'm slipping, just slipping. And I'm, I'm halfway up this thing, and I'm Freaking out. (laughs) And at that moment, it hit me. You took your eyes off of the path. You fixed your gaze elsewhere instead of fixing it where you're even telling people where to fix it, and you, you fixed it somewhere else. We made it. Thank the Lord. This is us on the top. We finally made it, and it's gorgeous country up there. But I tell you all this to say, keep your gaze fixed. Ask the Lord for those blinders that they put on horses. Don't look to the right or look to the left, but keep your eyes on him the, the enemy would love nothing more for you to, to be in the middle of a, a great season. Everything's going good in your life. And all of a sudden, oh, no. And you start to back puddle. And your knees start to buckle like me, the idiot. But fix your eyes on him and keep going by faith. The enemy is always, not sometimes, he's always going to come in and use fear tactics to try and trip you up and knock your shield off of you and scare you out of your faith. Amen. 2020 like a, knocked a lot of people's shields down. In fact, still some churches out there social distancing. Fear has gripped them to the point, there's no faith. They lost their faith because they took their eyes off. You see, your faith is a protective barrier, guys. It's that barrier between you and the schemes of the enemy. And there's that barrier, and it's your faith. But we have to first die to ourselves and our flesh and start believing the truths and the promises that God gave us. And remember that God, he's the only constant in our life. But when we do that, we remain grounded in truth, and those lies and that fear, they lose their power, and they must go back to where they came from. So you guys know the deal at this point. I preached enough to know that You always get some type of history lesson with me, right? Love history. So I decided to do some research on, you see, Paul's writing this in the Roman Empire time. So I decided to do some research on the shields that they used back in that time. So the Roman shield back then was called a scudum. And it's a type of shield that was as big as a door. So picture that. So for me, I I wouldn't be seen. For Luke, he'd be susceptible to attack. (laughs) So the reason they used those was it wasn't just a defensive shield, but it also could be turned around and used as an offensive weapon. So check this out. So when the army was close to each other, they could use that shield to have an enclosure around them. And that specific formation they would call a testudo, which is Latin for tortoise. And you think of a tortoise, it's got a shell. It's got a protective shell. So what they would do was the front line would put their shield down, and it would go shield, 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 and the ones in the back would lift their shield up above them, place it up, and it's impenetrable. So this was especially helpful to protect against arrows launched from the walls. Uh, And these shields were made of wood. But what they would do and what they learned is that they would get hide from different animals and soak it in water and put it on the shield for the flaming arrows to be able to extinguish those. So clearly, we can see the shield is super vital for a soldier. It provides that blanket of protection. It's meant to be taken up in all circumstances. In the book of Psalm, God is talked about as a shield 11 times. And as we know, who wrote most of the Psalms? Good job. You guys are smart. A plus. Allie, get him a piece of candy. So here we see David continually singing those songs about God, you are my shield. God, you are my protection. I'm not going to read all 11, but here are just a few that I picked out that I thought were really cool. Psalm 3.3. But you, O Lord, are my shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. Sure, uh, Psalm 5.12. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor with as a shield. Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm 8411. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he, does he withhold from those who walk blameless. Psalm 91, four. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Why? Because his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. So, 11 times, 11 times David uses this. And why do we think David is so inclined to use a shield as a metaphor? Well, David knew battle. Was he not the warrior king? When he took down Goliath, it wasn't a physical shield. In fact, he was given all the armor that you would need to defeat somebody like Goliath. But as he put it on, it weighed him down. So he takes it off, and he knows, and he sings, The Lord is my shield. I don't need this armor. And because of that, what does he do? Down goes the giant with a sling and a stone and a shield of faith. So when a shield is used as a noun, it's obvious what it is, correct? But when it's used as a verb, Check out some of the meanings to protect, to guard, to defend, to shelter, to screen, to safeguard. You see, the shield wasn't just for battle. Sometimes it got hot, and the soldiers used it as a shelter from the sun. And at night, a protective covering for those who might attack them at night. So number one, pick up your shield every morning and equip it firmly. Two, put your full trust in him and allow God to actually be that shield. Last point, number three, you got to put that shield, you have to put your faith into action. James 2, starting at 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says, He has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? So my wife and I, Binti, we were uh, just a couple weeks ago in Bar Harbor, Maine, and we did some hiking there, and we did some sightseeing, and if you've never been, another gorgeous place to go to, especially in September, October, when the leaves start to change. And one thing we love to do when we have some downtime is we love to just grab a coffee and sit in a park. And just watch people. It's one of our favorite things. Sometimes, we, sometimes we, uh, we act out what another couple is saying to each other and be like, I wonder what they're saying right now. Hey, hey, what'd you have for breakfast? I don't know. I didn't put my dentures in. Well, I don't know why I'm an old person right now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, we find a park bench. It was full. This park was totally full. But there was one bench that only had an elder lady on it. And so we went up to her with our coffee and with Blake And uh, we said, hey, ma'am, do you mind if we sit here? And she said, sure. So we start talking to her. And out of nowhere, her husband comes up. And right away, I pick up on the southern accent. And he's got a Georgia hat on. And I have an Alabama hat on. And we're not going to talk about what happened last night to Alabama. (laughs) So we had something in common. We're talking about that. And we're talking about differences in the north and south. And before you know it, we had talked for 20 or 30 minutes. And it's one of my favorite things to do. I love people. I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. Sometimes my wife wants to kill me. Uh, We were, to digress, we were on a a rafting trip in Canada years ago. And I befriended this little old German man. And the whole time I'm talking to him and my wife is behind me like, am I going to, do I have anybody to talk to? Anyway. I digress. So I love talking to people. So we're getting to know them. And we get to the point where it's time to move on. And this old man, his name was Squeaky from Athens, Georgia. I'll never forget it. He gets up and he walks away and he stops. And we're sitting at the bench still and they're leaving. And he looks and I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, babe, what happened? He He turns back. And he goes, son, before I leave, I couldn't, I had to turn around. Do you know my Lord and Father, Jesus Christ? And I said, sir. I stood up and I hugged him. I said, not only do I know him, but I love him with everything in me. And he said, I'm so glad to hear that. And he walked away. Faith in action. And this little old man, Squeaky, I'll probably never see him again in my life, but that day, he changed me. You remember this conversation? I turned to Binti. I said, babe, here I am, a pastor. I'm so focused on just relaxing and vacation. And this man who doesn't know me could not leave until he made sure that my heart and my soul were going to heaven. And he challenged me that day. And I turned to her and I said, Next person, next couple we see, I'm not leaving until I do it. <laughs> it's only a couple hours later. We were uh, having ice cream with another little old couple. Why do I don't understand? I'm a magnet, it's great. <laughs> they were from New Orleans. And I brought up God. And this it's you know, this isn't a happy ending. They, you know, it, he, he kind of shook me off. But it doesn't matter because it's the fact that we have the faith, we have the shield, but you gotta put it into action every single day. You don't know who out there needs to hear your faith. And there's souls out there in this community that need you, that need us. You can't be shy about your faith. You gotta get out there. You gotta let them know. Don't want these people going to hell. So real quick, back to my research on this Roman shield. So I found it neat that it's not just used as defense. But I love the fact that it's also used as an offensive tool. Because how many times, and it's the majority, I would imagine, that our faith is used strictly to defend. Oh, the arrows are coming. Oh, okay, we got to defend, we got to defend. When the Lord says... Okay, defend, but then go get them. Push them back. Push back those forces. Use your offense. Let's become so grounded in our faith in Jesus that we turn it into offense. Because here's the thing we have the upper hand already, we have the victory already. So go claim your victory. And put your full faith in God and put it into action. One of my favorite stories, we see it in Acts 28. I'm not going to put it up there, but you see the tides turn quickly and Paul gets shipwrecked. And we all know the story. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories about faith in action. And they're around a campfire and it's getting cold. It's at night and the fire's going down. So Paul, he's like, okay, what do you do when the fire's going down? You put some more on it. You put some more wood on it, some sticks, whatever you need. So Paul gathers the sticks, and out of the sticks comes a snake, and it latches itself right here. And he's kind of got it out there like that. I would like to imagine that. use my imagination a lot. And it's kind of dangling. And the other people in the campfire are probably looking around like, uh, all right, as soon as he drops, I'll get his wallet, you get his keys. (laughs) But what's he do? Faith in action. He shakes it off. That's faith in action. I want that. You should want that. But here's the thing, you can have it. It's there for the taking. Back to Ephesians 6. And a couple more points and I'll close. Man, you can come. Back to Ephesians 6 really quick. We're gonna go to verse 16. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. It doesn't just say all of the arrows. Paul specifically uses the adjective flaming. And why do you think those arrows would be flaming? It'd be easy if the enemy would come at you just with, arrows, and boom, just one arrow hits you. It's, that'd be easy to defend. But the thing with flame and the thing with fire is when it hits its target, it begins to spread. And I'm here to tell you today, the enemy just isn't out to get you. He uses those flaming arrows because he wants your spouse. He wants your kids. He wants your family. He wants your friends. He's out for total and utter destruction. And that's why he uses those flaming arrows. But guess what? Here's the good news Jesus already won the battle. He's already won the battle. He died, He paid the perfect price. He overcame death and the grave. And he raised back to life to grant eternal life to those who believe and those who put their faith in him. All over this room, let's stand together this morning. Maybe you're out there this morning and you're hearing these words and you're saying to yourself, I want that faith. I need that faith. One of our characteristics here at The Power Place is we choose bold, untamed faith. And if you want to choose that this morning, I'm going to invite you. I'm going to invite you down to this altar to get some more faith. If you need your bucket refilled this morning, you could be a Christian 20 years, but there's times, and I've gone through it as well, that we just need a little more faith. A, a little more. I think I have enough, but I need a little more to get through what I'm trying to get through right now because I can't break through these walls. So that's you this morning. And you just want more. You just want more faith. You just want more belief. I'm going to invite you to come down this morning and get that faith. It's freely given. You just need to take a step. Let's get some action behind our faith this morning. So I'm going to invite you right now, all across this room. Don't worry about what anyone's thinking. Come and get some more faith. If you need faith, we're going to believe for you this morning to get some more faith. All over this room, let's start and begin to pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for those that come down this morning, God, that want a little more faith. God, I pray that you would grant those requests, Father. God, I pray that you would fill them to abundance, God. Fill them to overflowing right now, Father. God, we pray the lies of the enemy and the schemes of the enemy would be cut down before they even have a chance to reach us, Father. God, this morning we take faith even if we have to take it by force. Pastor Isaiah talked in Dream Team this morning about coming in and taking it by force. So I pray that this morning all across this room. Thank you, Father. If it's reverting back to that childlike faith, if it's waking up every morning and putting on that armor, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We need faith, Lord. We need more of you today. We need more of you today. If I can have some of those out there to come and pray over these, pray those big prayers. Pray those big faith-backed prayers. Thank you, Father. I just feel like we need to worship a little bit more this morning. I just feel it in my spirit. We're not done with worship yet. there's some of those in here who have never even encountered that faith before. Have never even encountered the Lord before. And you sat back this morning, maybe it's your first time, maybe you're watching online, and you've been saying to yourself, I don't know anything about that faith thing. I want to encounter it for the first time in my life. If that's you today, if that's you online, if you're here today, I ask you to come this morning. In fact, can I have my, my prayer team meet me right here? It's a big step may seem scary, but I'm telling you, it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. So if that's you today, and you want to encounter and know what it feels like to have that bold, untamed faith, I ask you to come this morning. We have a team here that wants to pray with you, that cannot wait to pray with you. If that's you today, come come now, don't wait another minute, don't wait another second, we don't know if we have minutes or seconds left, so why wait until tomorrow? You've encountered before, and you need a rededication. Come. we thank you. We thank you for today. God, we thank you for the impactful encounter that we've had today. God, may we not leave the way we came in. God, if we walked in with chains, if if some of us had walked in with, with shackles, God, I pray that those would be loosed before we could even walk out the door. God, I pray that we continue to yearn after you for those encounters and that you continue to be with us daily, day in and day out as we wake up every morning and equip that armor that's so freely given for those battles to be able to be battle tested and to be able to endure those flaming arrows of the evil one. I thank you for the faith that we have in you, Father. thank you for your son Pay the ultimate price by dying on the cross so that we could have that faith in you. Now, Lord, be with us as we go. I pray you give us the best week we've ever lived yet. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord. Can we just say that today as a church? We love you, God. We love you, Lord. We are so in love with you, God. oh lord we love you Mm. thank you father now lord again be with us as we go we love you in your name we pray amen well thank you guys for joining us this morning if you watched online thank you for joining us we can't wait to see you guys next week do not forget women's group happening this Tuesday, 6.30, we'll see all you ladies there. Have a great day.